Hello, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Laurel Traditions Live, this time around a stream segment for Rolling for Charity. So excited to be here. Um, Laurel Traditions is a podcast dedicated to keeping oral traditions alive while creating lore every single time. We tell an improvised story together as a group of friends with no pen, no paper, and no prep. And I have some fantastic storytellers with me today. If you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Falcon. Hi, my name is Falcon. My pronouns are they, them. Uh, you can find me online at Falconia Maxima. Um, and uh, a project that I'm working on right now is a Sidetracked, which is an upcoming D&D stream. Awesome. And Jake? Hi, I'm Jake. Uh, my pronouns are he, they. Uh, I go by Lucius Hall or Porterhouse Jake on the internet. And uh, yeah, I'm over on the Library of Lost Tales. Uh, right now we're on a little bit of a hiatus, but I am a player and maybe DM in the future. We'll see. So yeah, feel free to check over there. Awesome and grim. Good morning from my corner of the world. My name is Grim Songbird, and you can find me on TikTok at Songbird the Bard. My pronouns are they, them. And you can also follow me on Twitch at Grim Songbird. Uh, I'm not doing anything right this second. I'm currently taking a little hiatus until December, and then I'll just get my usual shenanigans full throttle. <laughs> awesome. And hi, I'm Saf. I go by she, her pronouns. You can find me everywhere on the internet at a clerical error. Um, and I have a couple things in the fire right now. I have Laurel Traditions, which is our storytelling podcast that you'll be able to see live today. I also have Arcane Wares, which is a D&D streetwear company, and a couple other things that we'll talk about later. But for now, we're actually going to get into our storytelling portion. Um, I'm going to think for a couple of seconds to see what we can get started for these, <laughs> these storytelling things this early in the morning. Um, but yeah, we hope you enjoy, and we'll see what we can cook up. Amazing. Do you remember the first time you fell in love or when your heart took flight when you completed something you worked so hard on? Well, these are the moments, unbeknownst to you, unbeknownst to the world, that pixies are getting their wings. Every time a baby laughs or you have a tender moment with a loved one, little pixies here and there without your knowing, are garnering their wings. And for our story, we zoom in on a little pixie, blue, maybe a little bit of short haircut, very spunky. Uh, but they haven't gotten their wings yet. I mean, everyone else has gotten their wings, and really, they should have them by now. So it's a waiting game. They're waiting for the next laugh or the next pitter-patter of hearts to garner their wings. And they wait patiently, hoping that they'll have the most beautiful wings. Maybe they'll match like the waterfalls in a rainforest or the sky on a beautiful beach day. Well, they don't know what they're gonna be like yet, but they're hoping that they're gorgeous. And one day, when they least expected it, they sat around by their favorite pond, hoping that maybe this was the day. And to their excitement, they felt the shaking, the excitement, the intrepidation of their wings starting to emerge. But something was wrong with them. The blue pixie was disappointed. 
they had seen so many moments where they knew somebody else was getting their chance. They knew somebody else. That was the moment that a friend got their wings. They had witnessed first laughs and, and light romances. And they knew that, well, that was it for a friend. And to come so close and know that it was there and not not get it not finally get their wings it was the most disappointed that the pixie had ever been in their entire life and they zipped around uh, on foot trying to get out that energy because they were so so frustrated and by chance stumbled upon a, a group of people actual human-sized people it was the first time the pixie had ever seen an actual human before like close up they had they had seen from a distance these things happen but but to 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 be so like within feats of of a real human that that might might do something where where the pixie could finally finally get there the possibilities were endless and the pixie knew that they had to act now seeing this group of humans this blue pixie started to sneak over they were a little bit frightened at first after all they had never seen humans before especially not this close as they crept closer and closer they heard them talking almost rambling about their day, about what they were going to have for dinner later on that night. One of them was very excited about the type of food that they were going to make. sounded like some sort of long noodle, some pasta of some type. They weren't sure. They crept ever closer still until, snap, they had accidentally stepped on a branch very tiny one. Both of the humans stopped in their tracks and looked in the direction of the pixie who quickly hid, not wanting to be seen yet. Maybe not at all. Their heart racing. The conversation had stopped between the two humans. And they heard the footsteps approaching their hiding position behind this little rock. And as it got closer, they were thinking to themselves, what do I do? What do I do? Oh, uh. so finally they jumped out from their hiding place. Ha! Surprise! The human just stood there looking, confused. The other human had this big old grin on their face. Until finally, 
they shouted out an exclamation. I told you, I knew they were real. Rushed over, knelt down next to the pixie, trying to make themselves more approachable and held out a single pinky. Hi there, it's nice to meet you. The pixie frozen now in awe, fear. They couldn't put a, a word to it, but they just stood there, arms still outstretched. The other human finally knelt down beside the other human and looked over and looked back to the pixie and also went out a small pinky. The pixie, now pushing past this initial immobilizing feeling, gently reached out and grabbed the first human's pinky and shook. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. I told you, I told you they were real. You didn't believe me. Yes, well, I believe you now, said the other human, who the pixie finally shook their pinky. Going back to the first human, they walked up slowly to the human's hand, who had now held it out, palm up, and climbed upon it. And as both humans stood, lifted it up to eye level, Twisty said, Oh my goodness. What are you, what are you doing out here? What are you doing? The pixie then looked at both of them, fearing to speak, and went and opened their mouth and said, I was hoping I could get my wings today, said the pixie. The two humans stared at her for a moment. The first, the one who was more excited, said, Well, of course, all pixies have their wings. I didn't know that... I thought they were born with wings. And the pixie shakes her head and explains, No, it's... When we get our wings is when it's time for us... It's, it's like a way to prove that, yes, we are pixies and we're ready to tend to the world as our true, authentic beings. And I was hoping that mine would be coming any day now. And I have just seen everybody else. I just haven't gotten mine yet and she just started to nervously ramble and explain her current situation. The first human very tentatively listening um, is just giving her just as much sympathy as she possibly could. The other human, the more skeptical one said okay, what does it take? Is it a matter of time? Is it like some sort of like rite of passage? How how do you get your wings? Just asking all the questions to be understand more on an intellectual level. After all, he did just see a pixie for the very first time, um, not even believing that they existed until this very moment. And she 
scuffles her tiny feet on this first person's hand for just a moment before answering. Well, it's more of like, it is a matter of time. It's just also, it's both actually. It's when an overwhelming amount of joy happens is when we get our wings, like the baby's first laugh, true love's first dose of excitement of, it's just a feeling that gets put in the air and it's so wonderful that it gives us our wings. And it's, it's like a flower blooming in spring. I just haven't bloomed yet. And I'm, I'm just really excited to finally make that happen. Um, or I'm waiting for that to happen. And the skeptical human slowly nods and says, well, I don't know if you're going to find any of that out here. It's, I mean, it's just us hanging out and just taking a break, but it's also because we've been so exhausted back at home. We're here to rest, relax, recover. And the first, more excitable human interjects with, well, that doesn't mean we can't have fun while we're here. Surely we could create that joy so you can get your wings. And what what's your name? Do you have a name? The pixie shakes her head and says, our names come with our wings. Until then, we're just little sprouts. And the first human smiles and says, that's fitting. I could, I could see that. I could, you know what? We will find a way for you to get your wings while we're here on this trip. The skeptical human just, oh gosh. <laughs> just one of those, we're doing this. And she's like, well, she, she wants her wings. We should help her. And the skeptical human says, all right, all right. Well, see if we could do something. It's just tedious that making joy is a chore now. That's not why we're here. She says, well, let's bring her back to the rest of the campers. Let's bring her back to our family and we'll see if we can help her out. Are, are you okay with that? Should I call you Little Sprout? And the pixie just gets a little bashful and says, Okay, yeah, you could call you could call me Sprout until until I get my wings, and then and then I'll know uh, what my name should be. And so the two humans took back their new friend to their campsite, and they chatted all the way there. They chatted about their favorite things and their least favorite things and the things that only the humans had seen and the things that only Sprout had seen. And the more they chatted, the more they found out, wow, we actually have so much in common. It's incredible we've never run across each other's paths before. And according to Sprout, she thought that maybe she was winning the skeptic over despite all odds. But the skeptic surely was not going to show it. They got back to the campsite and Sprout received a warm welcome from a myriad of people who were, in surprise, were not as surprised as she thought they might be. 
And maybe they were looking for a little magic. Maybe they were looking for that little bit of something while they were out there in the wilds, hoping for relaxation, hoping for respite, for rest. And Sprout was excited about that. She thought, oh, maybe this is it. Maybe if I bring them enough relaxation, maybe if I bring them enough relief, that's how I'll get my wings. I'll be a helper. Or hmm, maybe if I teach them how to try new things or build hats out of acorns. Well, they're a little too big for hats out of acorns. We'd need a lot of acorns, she thought to herself. Well, that was another problem for another time. But she thought and she thought, how can I do this? How can I help these humans experience something to light their souls on fire, something to get their heart pumping, something to give them a little relief? Well, she decided maybe I'll dance. Oh, and she danced. If she had wings, she said, oh, if I had wings, oh, you wouldn't be able to take your eyes off me. And then she thought, no, I'll, I'll, I'll sing for them. And she sang, oh, but if I had my wings, my voice would be 10 times better. I could sing from as close to you or as far as I needed. It really gives a lot of depth, she told them. And then she thought, well, no, maybe if I act out a one-person play, that surely will bring them something. And she did. But still, despite the smiles and the laughter and the hugs and the care that seemed to be just catching like wildfire around the campfire and through the campsite, she still didn't have any wings. Well, it was hard not to get too forlorn about that. And even when she stole a moment for herself, arms crossed, walking to her dismay, she paced and paced until there was a line in the grass, which was to say something since the grass went up to her hips. But she, she fretted and wondered, why? Why don't I have my wings? I mean, she did have a name now, kind of, which was exciting. But not her real name. Not her winged name. And she wondered, what else can I do? How can I get my wings? The first human, the excited human, had... My shifted to the back of the group. They were very excited about everything that Sprout was doing and and delighted to really get to know this this little pixie. But every time Sprout did something and nothing happened, the human watched as Sprout got more and more frustrated, more and more despair. And couldn't understand why Sprout wanted her wings so badly because as far as the first human was concerned, Sprout was perfect. Nothing, nothing in life had ever been so exciting to the human as, as Sprout was. Nothing had ever been so magical. Nothing had ever been so, so neat. 
Uh, they had never encountered anything that, that brought them as much joy as Sprout did. But it was Sprout's journey, and, and, and Sprout had to figure out this on their own. So, despite their excitement, despite their affection for this little, little bean, they stayed back and watched as Sprout paced through the grass and laughed a little as Sprout started picking up um, blades and sort of whacking other blades of grass with them in their frustration. And the skeptical human came by the excited one and said, so, um, not not very impressive, is it? And the excited human looked to the skeptical one, feeling angry for the first time since they had met Sprout. And they told them off. How dare you? This is, this is the, this might be the day that someone's life changes. This might be the day that, that Sprout finally gets to feel like a whole person. And you're just, you're so sour. And the skeptic was sort of taken aback because they had never seen the excitable human respond with that sort of energy. They had always been so, so nice and so passive, but to see them that fired up and that passionate about something gave the, spec the, the skeptic a touch of a feeling inside, like intrigue as this feeling set in the skeptical human simply nodded for a moment apologized sorry it's been a long day and we came out here to have fun and maybe you're right I am being just a little bit sour And with the thought popping into their head, they pardoned themselves and gently walked over to the young pixie, still pacing, whacking blades of grass with another blade of grass, causing a tiny, adorable little ruckus, and gently sat down just out of the way. Pixie finally stopped upon one of the humans being so close and said, oh, uh, sorry, I'm just a little bit frustrated. 
thought my wings were gonna come and maybe this was my chance and I don't know. I was really hoping for him, you know? They're supposed to make who I am. Supposed to make me, me. Skeptical human nodded. Yes. Maybe they will. You and I and everyone else here are a lot alike. I think. I mean, on our walking here, we discovered so much about ourselves that's so similar. And maybe this one thing, this little secret, is something we also share. What secret? The pixie kind of crept closer and kneeling down and looking up in almost this expectation, this big secret. Skeptical human looked down a small smirk on their face at the pixie having such interest. We all, all of us here, going through our lives, looking for our something. Looking for the thing that's going to define us. Something that's going to be life-changing that will make us stand out. Just like your wings are supposed to. Every one of us goes through clawing and scraping at life, trying to say, give me what I'm supposed to have. And... A lot of us don't get it right away. And I think for us, you and I, and maybe some of them, the thing that you're looking for sometimes was always there, even if you just couldn't see it. And they look over to the very excitable human, whether it be a friend, a loved one, they look out the rest of the camp, who is now dancing and having a good time laughing, one of them playing a banjo that they had pulled out. Sometimes it's not about what we get, but what we had along the way. I'm not sure if that makes any sense. I'm Sorry, I'm just rambling. The pixie, eyes wide in wonder, nodded. Said, yeah, yeah, I think, I think I get it. The very excited human came over. Are you bothering them after all you did? The pixie looked up at this excitable human and said, no, no, it's not like that. They were just talking to me and, and, and I think... What they're trying to say is, what I was trying to say is, sometimes things that you're looking for right in front of you. Hi. The excitable human looked down, this confusion on their face at first, 
and then the realization dawned on them. This journey away with all their friends and their longtime friends since high school. It was meant to get away from all the distractions and to maybe help relieve some stress from work and everything and all the hints, all the little things that had led up to this point all made sense now. They, they knew and they knelt down beside the human and the pixie. Are you, are you saying what I think you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry it took this long to figure that out. Like saw the human finally leaned over and hugged them. And then sat down and they began to talk about how they met in high school. How as they grew up together, one feigned ignorance and said, no, I don't have a crush on you. No, the other eventually also gaining interest but not wanting to say the back and forth love story that you would find in most fairy tales and the pixie just sat and listened in awe and as the story came to a close as they reached the here and now the pixie started to feel something similar to what was happening before but this time it was different. This time it wasn't the overwhelming excitement of joy that Little Sprout anticipated on feeling for a particular metamorphosis that um, they have been looking forward to since the moment they started seeing their friends get wings. This particular feeling is more of a a joy of understanding and acceptance that joy of realization of putting the pieces together and how they fit and when our little sprout had the realization of witnessing or felt their realization of how they've truly felt towards each other the skeptical human's words also sank in a little deeper from watching this unfold. And they've also realized that sometimes the most joy that we also feel are from the little things that we get along the way. Whether it's looking forward to your favorite dish, like how it was on the camping trip, or realizing I missed playing the banjo. Why haven't I picked this up sooner? Or realizing blue's a beautiful color. There's nothing ugly about the color blue just because your friends are pink or green or gold. Blue's a calming color. And sometimes we need a calm friend to help us. Remember why we also enjoy the little things, even if it's little moments. Like seeing a shooting star, 
It might be excitable to a child, <clears throat> but for others, it's the realization of we are big, but we're also so small at the same time. And all of this swirls around our little sprout as she feels herself lift into the air just a little bit as translucent and silvery shimmers dance about her form and her wings, silver wings that have a bit of a translucent and opaque shimmer to them. And she realizes her form of joy is also the silver lining in those dark clouds. Her type of joy, she realizes, doesn't have to be the same. And she's more than okay with that. And after all that she's learned from this journey with these humans, the way she grew that day, in an unexpected way, is definitely a joy that she wants to treasure forever. As Silvera, the pixie of silver linings, has finally embraced who she really is from now and forevermore. I have chills. Okay, everybody, that was our gorgeous story this is the part of the segment where we talk about our story we're gonna have a couple minutes here to chit chat about it um whoa you guys that was so gorgeous um i don't even know where to begin um i picked pixies because they've been stuck in my head all week and i was like you know what you're gonna get turned into a story um so i've been like <laughs> keeping, keeping those thoughts at bay all week because i was like no no save it save it don't you gotta improv this on on sunday morning um but falcon how'd you feel and that was like so cool bringing her to the humans and stuff like that what was your thought process for that um i i liked the idea of like pixies trying to like spy on people because out, out of like from like a field away out of hope that maybe they'll see something and and they'll see the thing that got them their wings because otherwise like in my head it's a lot of pixies just like going about their daily life and then oh i'm flying now um so i liked the idea of like young excitable pixies like kind of over the bush to to see um try to catch a glimpse of these moments because it does impact their lives so much and i thought that was really cute yeah that's i love that one. that's so great and then we transitioned to jake who nailed it i honestly i just kind of went and just pulled from the whole hey there's a human let's go back to camp and all this stuff but like leading up to that uh my thought was there's got to be tales you know like of, of of pixies and it's like oh yeah there's supposedly myth and so there's the there was a skeptic and the excitable one who's like oh i knew it I love uh, that. and I, I didn't really have a plan going for it i was just like let's just get them to these humans somewhere and, <laughs> and then and then i just was like all right we're going with this yeah we're going 
I feel like you'd never have a plan in Laurel. Yeah, you never have a plan. You can't. You, you cannot. Can. You say the next thing and you're like, guess this is where we are now. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. Right. No pen. No pen, no paper, no prep, baby. You just got to go with it. Exactly. I didn't get my pen to throw now. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you did great. But yeah, that's that was that was my thought process was just just find a reason for them to like hang out with the humans. Yeah. That's awesome. Amazing. And then Grim, uh, who was able to kind of like wrap up our story as well. How, how did it go? Like, what, did you have a plan going? What was the thought process? So I, this actually has been bizarrely therapeutic for me. This is also my first time doing Laurel Traditions. Yeah. Um, my problem in this particular setup, I think ahead all the time. Mm. It could be my DM brain of trying to calculate responses of, okay, what are the players going to do? Yeah. My brain was like, nah, throw that out the window. Good. That here. Because yeah. whatever you think about, because the joy of being the last person to go is, it's just like, no, just watch the story unfold and then just pick it up when they hand it to you. Absolutely. Try to think ahead. Um, <clears throat> but I... Man, when I started with how she, like, when Jake, awesome prompt to, like, hand off with um, that realization that um, I was just like, all right. And I just took it and I started rolling with it. And I was just, like, also getting excited watching uh, (laughs) the pixie spread her wings and stuff. Um, It was, gosh, this was an experience that I will, that I just... mm. I love that. I'm so glad. Oh, go ahead, Falcon. Your pixie voice, Scrim. So good. So cute. Yes. I am so glad I passed it off. So glad I passed off the voice for you. It did come in clutch, right? Uh, Grim did a great job. And that's the thing with like Laurel Traditions is it's kind of like watching an MCU timeline and then it fractals and it just splits off and you're like, okay, 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 okay. And you're trying to figure out which line you're going to follow. And everyone, yeah, everyone did such a great job handing things off. Um, Did any, this is kind of the free form part. Did anybody have a favorite part? Did you have anything that blew you out of the water? The wings, Grim? The wings? Oh yeah, the wings were so nice. I mean, here everyone can see us. Usually it's in podcast form, so you don't get to see the storytellers like freaking out as their teammates are like telling the story. But I had to contain myself because the rest of my house is asleep right now. So I was like, yeah, when you told the wings part, so awesome. The moment when the skeptical human straight up confessed his feelings, I was just like, <gasps> I just want to like throw something I'm like yeet. I'm so excited. Oh, I don't know what my favorite part was. I, I, I will say like the, the wings and the fact that they they realized, oh, the silver linings and everything. Mm-hmm. I was just sitting there, I was like <laughs> Yeah, the silver linings line was oh. so good. Thank oh. you. Uh, I'm also proud of that one. It was great. (laughs) Everyone really wrapped up so well. I was really impressed with like the concepts of everything that everyone put in because we're working, you know, as a collaborative storytelling thing. But yeah, when Jake was talking about the skeptic, I kind of thought somebody would tie in the skeptic somehow as part of like uh, Silvera's transition and stuff like that. And that was really cool how Jake did it because when you're like, 
and it's always been in front of me. Ah, ha, ha. I was like, this is genius. What is happening? And just like, I can't, like, I love that Falcon brought the pixie to the human in the first place because I didn't see that coming at all for whatever reason. So, yeah, just great jobs all around. Oh, man. I love it here. It was weird doing it, going through it twice a little bit because on the second time around I was like I could do that no you can't that would end it I could take it here no you can't that would end it <laughs> like that that's the end of a story if you do that and so it was trying to like keep it going yeah and you nailed it I mean everyone did such a good job at handing their part off I loved how some of you passed the baton off and like a, and also what's gonna happen next or it was just like this beautiful handoff of this is where I've neatly placed this and you do whatever you want now with this instead of like throwing a surprise into it great job working together everybody um you nailed it it was just fantastic to be telling stories with you all and just in such a flawless way for Jake and for your grandma. I know this is your first time around. Um, were you guys feeling nervous? Did you feel like just taking it an inch at a time? Uh, Grim, you said you kind of had to throw your DM brain out the window. I did. And of course, my DM brain just goes, adopt Silvera, make her an NPC. I'm like, good. Wait. Yes. <laughs> like, wait. It's like, wait your turn, DM brain. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, once the first round, like we were like, how do I put it? I definitely had like the that excited, nervous energy. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, man, this story is so great. Hey, hey, Graham, you're about to go next. Wait, wait. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, once after getting through like that first round, it's mm -hmm. kind of like a weird little wave of just like that anticipation. And then once you're doing it, that. It's, it's out the window. <coughs> I love that. I definitely on that first round, like it got to me and I was just like, oh man, how are we going to take up the amount of time that we have telling this story? And then like, yeah, Jake and Grim, you guys brought it on that yeah. first round. Absolutely. I will say it, it, it being my first time, I agree with Grim very much. Like once you get over that first cycle, mm -hmm. first round, a lot of all, all of that like anxious, like, oh gosh, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna say? It kind of just melts. Yeah. And it, it definitely was very much this feeling of like, okay, I've, I've done this like one time for practice. Mm -hmm. uh, and going through that, it feels so different each story. Absolutely each story that you tell because you never know what prompt you're going to get uh, from whoever starts it. And I've had the pleasure of ending it during a practice run and, and honestly, Grim, fantastic. Yes, yeah, a choice. Uh, Thank you. But also, us people in the middle, Falcon and I, Oh yeah. We, it's almost like this meat and potatoes feeling where it's like, all right, we gotta, we gotta bring some substance here to, mm -hmm. to kind, of, kind of carry this forward uh, to make it towards the the last person to kind of get the cycle back around. So bring in that rising action. That's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Up the, uh... That's, it's, yeah, it's difficult. 
Mm-hmm. For, especially if you're second, because it's like, oh gosh, where do I take this? Yeah. yeah. Whole thing in front of me. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm hoping people will be able to eventually come back on for a second, third round so that everybody gets the chance to go in a different uh, order because it really is a different experience whether you start it, you end it, you're in the middle second or the middle third. Um, every aspect is vital to the story because, like you were saying, uh, not everybody can start it or finish it. Some people have to add like the body of this story of where we are and what's happening in the lovable characters along the way. So it's always a good time to switch it up and, and see what position you get. Our story was so was every every time I've done this, it's been very wholesome. <laughs> and I'm just like group two is gonna come in here and and I don't I, <laughs> something is afoot. Something's um, gonna happen. <laughs> you know what? And power to them on that note. <laughs> Um, I am going to go ahead and segue us to outros just so we can get our lovely second group in, um, which uh, is going to be hosted by my lovely co-producer, Cass. Um, but for now, um, Falcon, if you want to outro yourself, tell us yeah. all the good stuff. Once again, my name is Falcon. My pronouns are they, them. Um, you can find me on almost every social media platform as Falconia Maxima. Um, or I'm not on it <laughs> for the most part. There might be an underscore in there, but if there's not, then it's not me. Um, I'm currently, um, we're in pre-production right now for uh, a stream D&D game, kind of like a series of, of D&D games that is called Sidetracked, um, which has like a rotating cast. And we're uh, going through sort of uh, pre-taping those just to get things going. And it's been a lot of fun. It's been really cool so far. Nice. That's, That's awesome. That's what I've been doing. Fantastic. Thanks so much. Uh, Jake. Hi, I'm Jake, Jake Porter. Uh, he, they pronouns. Uh, and uh, bah, 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 Lucius Hall or Porterhouse Jake uh, on the social medias, or I'm not there. Um, and I'm currently over on Library of Lost Tales, which is as of right now on hiatus, but I am a player over there as well as a potential DM. We'll see. But feel free to check them out. Got some great stuff going on over there. Awesome, Grim. Hello, my name is Grim Songbird, and my pronouns are they, them. And you can find me on TikTok at Songbird the Bard, and you can find me on Twitch at Grim Songbird. Um, I am currently on a hiatus until December, and once we get to that point, I'll just be picking up my projects again, including my weekly talk show called The Drawing Board, where um, Giggle Girl Productions Abby and myself are doing some world building for a modern theater setting, so that way I can run this as a campaign in the future. So, yeah. Awesome. And I'm Saf. I go by she, her pronouns, and you can find me everywhere at a clerical error. Um, I got a couple things in the works, obviously Laurel Traditions, which you can find on all podcasting thingies, uh, wherever you find your podcasts. I'm also on the Dice Cream Sandwich uh, Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, where we play an actual play D&D campaign that we've been doing for over a year now, which is crazy. Um, and then also I run a company called Arcane Wares. It's D&T Street Apparel, um, so you can get shirts that support mental health and also support your favorite addiction, TTRPGs, as well as a bunch of other good stuff like that. Um, but otherwise, that's it for this group. We have another group that's going to tell you a lovely story. Thank you so much for listening to this part of Oral uh, Traditions podcast dedicated to keeping Oral Traditions alive uh, while creating lore every time. I almost forgot my own outro. But yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs>